tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Guys, thank you for tuning in. This is the After Show here at AfterBuzz TV for Fox's Sleepy Hollow. If you haven't already, go to youtube.com slash TV and hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up on this video because thumbs up helps us. And you need to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud and go ahead and follow the show and tweet at us at the hashtag ABTV Sleepy Hollow. I'm the host for the evening, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. And joining me tonight, uh, go ahead and tell us your names and your Twitter handles. I don't think I've met you before, so it's the first show I've ever done with you, right? Hi, Stephen Lemieux. You're very handsome. <laughs> oh, thank especially you. Especially according to the chat roll. Apparently, I'm the hot host. Yeah. According to the chat roll. The yeah. chat roll. We have a live chat. Uh, we have a. You're if you're watching us now, you're watching us on the live stream. But um, if you are listening to this on iTunes, we do have a live stream that goes on YouTube, mm-hmm. and there's a chat roll that goes during the show. Yeah, and it seems that somebody has cast a spell on them. <gasps> Um, because otherwise they wouldn't be lying through their teeth like Actually, that. I just have three accounts open, and I just con- <laughs> I just need to boost my ego through the three accounts in the chat room, guys. Just, just, just let me do it, okay? Let me do it. Um, but, uh, I'm at one, two, three, Jackie underscore B, and my name is Jackie. Woo. And I'm Zach Wilson. You can tweet at me at that Zach Wilson. That's Zach, Z-A-C-H, spelled correctly. You should you should tweet at Zach. He tweets some pretty funny stuff. Go ahead and follow us. Shoot us some tweets, and we'll see if we can get to him on the show. And we're going to go ahead and give our iTunes shout-outs there, too. And we're going to give some shout-outs to people in the chat roll. So, you know, it's just an all-around fun time to tune in live. All right, guys. So today <laughs> we're breaking down Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode 15, Spellcaster. Or, as I like to call it, Magic Bloody Fingers. Dude, actually, I think he was just an, a waterbender who learned bloodbending, and that's kind of how he did his magic. He was definitely obsessed with self-mutilation. I feel like that... Um, I feel, now that he I'm, was emo? Now that I'm going into the episode, not not just emo, but, like, you know how um, sometimes, like, uh, pastors or priests in old-timey times um, would self-flagellate themselves? Yes. I feel like this cutting was, like, an extension of that. He reminds me, he's emo Raiden. <laughs> He's emo Raiden, except was, he gets taken down by lightning in the end. There was something like I don't know, like superhero-y about he him, like, like v from Vendetta guy. Like it was a combination, like V for Vendetta and like Van Helsing, yes. and just like and the I guess the Crow. Uh, like it, there, were, I expected him to walk in and be like a like a badass super guy. And not like a like a super villain. I don't know. There's something, but he's dressed in all dark. I don't hey, know. Hey guys, we actually got another wizard, and they really kind of actually fleshed out that there is a good side and bad side to magic in the wizardry realm in this episode. 
Guys, okay, so we haven't really said this off the top. I like this episode. I was watching and I was like, oh my god, intriguing end. Hey, storylines that, you know, maybe some end, but we get some new developments. Oh my god, I want to see the next. This is the first time in a... Zach Wilson, <laughs> stop watching other after shows while you're listening to while you're on the show. This is the first episode in a while that I've been like, I am genuinely looking forward to the next episode. I want to see what's going to happen. I felt like, to quote Matt Lieberman, this was a solid episode. For me, the last episode was the episode that made me want to watch more episodes. Yeah. This one, I felt, had the needed exposition to go forward. They put all the chess pieces in place, and now we're just waiting for our minds to explode. This was another, like, guys, Katrina used magic. Like, this is, like, a good, this was a, she put that flower together. She took it, <laughs> she that took thing it apart, apart, and she put it together. <laughs> it was a good episode. There's a lot of fun elements. There was like, an interesting villain that they had to fight against. There was some good, like, serialized drops in there, but... Again, the what's missing on the show is basically a continual big bad. Like Henry and Irving in this little like behind the scenes thing is not enough to thread a show. Yeah. You hey. need a threat like headless coming in multiple times. And like I think yeah. I think Zach that you miss headless. I, I do miss headless. I do miss headless. Oh, headless is great. But like, but I couldn't. It, I would be fine with him going away for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if like this guy, I love this this warlock character. And he Jonathan, was so much fun. I can't pronounce his last name. Jonathan Skechich. I, I can't pronounce his last name, but my friend Jess calls him the guy from that thing you do because he is the guy from that thing. You do. Wait, which guy was it? The main guy from that thing you do. The main guy in the band. The drummer? No. The oh, the singer who dumps the girl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize yeah. him at all. Yeah, he's he's been in a lot of he's been in that and a lot of uh, television, and he he's really captivating. He was good. I I really liked his his backstory, and like I I love that this is going back to some of what made Sleepy Hollow great in the first season, which was. Uh, all of the... Hey Josh, can you please shut up everyone outside? This is kind of distracting. And by See? kind of, we mean very. Yeah. Um, what was I, what was I saying? You guys? Okay, this is going um, back to the original Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yes. where they're like tapping into historical events as part of what's happening. We got to like, uh, what's the story behind the Salem Witch Trials like within this world where magic really exists? And it ha- we had. Uh, I did like that. You know, you're right. Thinking about yeah. it now, that's what old Sleepy Hollow was so great at was tying in old history things that we are familiar with, like the old stories, and kind of putting a new spin on them. Yes. And um, there was a show called Salem that put a new spin on it, and this kind of puts a different one that's even be- like even cooler. So I really like that they brought this in. I do want to say that the chat has coined a phrase, guys. If something stops working, like your internet stops working, your internet got Katrina'd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I know I, I talk about her on every show, but that's also because the fans, the fan, that's a very controversial character and the fans are interested either positively or negatively in her. But I thought this was a great way to correct for past errors in mm-hmm. the character of Katrina, especially because they seem to have explained why, instead of just saying, oh, she can't do magic because her powers aren't blah, 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 which we all know is BS, 
now that we've watched this, they're like, she won't do magic. She has the power to do magic. She won't do it because she's afraid of becoming evil. Now, that is a better storyline than just, oh, she continually sucks for no reason. She's weak from purgatory. No, she's fighting it. Okay, note on that, by the way, okay, that makes sense. If she's fighting the powers from purgatory, because if we look at him, he got out of purgatory, and he's like, I'm going to crack some skulls. And she got out of purgatory like, I'm weak. Right? I'm weak. You know, she reminds me slightly of, with the storyline they're going on, Bastula from Knights of the Old Republic. Slightly. I don't know if you guys played that game. No. One of the best Star Wars games ever Nine made. Years, but, but the dark side, light on. side kind of way, and the, the the way the character can be switched depending on who they interact with and who is um, kind of controlling well, that- them. Um, I did want to say though that um, sh- crap. I keep losing it right when I get it. Oh yeah. Um, I really do like this new idea for where they're taking Katrina because. It's just so much more interesting. Like yeah, it's it's more a, in, yeah to well, have a battle of, of, of between good and evil within each person. Arguably, each person does have that. Every day we go out and we make decisions in our lives based on okay, I like there. I would love to just like do certain things that that you know are morally wrong. And that's the thing is Katrina has the potential in this show to be the most interesting character because basically we've got Ichabod and Abby and we know that they're on the side of good. They're the witnesses. They're destined to be on the side of good. But and then we and then we have Jenny who's like her Abby's sister, so we know more or less she's probably going to align with her and based on the character, we don't see her really going against Abby. It would take a big swing, but could Katrina's in a place where she could go either way, and that is what makes good TV, is when you have that potential to maybe have something big, or maybe have something terrible. So, oh, I thought you were finished. No, 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 go ahead. So, if la- we're going to get to the review now. We're going to get to like recapping the show a little bit and breaking that down because I know we, me and Zach, went off on bits of tangents last time. <laughs> but uh, well, the last thought on Katrina, I want to give a shout out to somebody in the chat roll. Go for it. Great thought from Just Sharda, who points out that Katrina uh, says it reminds her a lot of Jean Grey in X Men, just constantly not the powers, but like constantly battling herself at a, at a dark force that could, if she let it, could totally take over her entire being. Yeah. And that's what that's what we're learning that it is Katrina's backstory. And now. that was one of everyone's favorite storylines of X-Men until they ruined it in the third one. But <laughs> I mean, just saying, but no, it was it was a great storyline and if last episode was Ichabod and Abby apologizing for the first half of the second season, this episode was the writers saying, "Guys, we can't have a time machine and go fix what we've done, but, but we, we can could. make it better. <laughs> but we could have a time machine, only we're not going to let you do that. Because that's all the problems that would happen if we had a time machine. It would totally destroy the world, you guys. I think the writers are going to wa- they're going to be like, guys, the, re- the the fans are really liking it when we're just very self-deprecating with our with our <laughs> allegories. I think we should keep this up. I mean, until like until you get to a point where you've had enough episodes that have been solid and good yeah. that you don't need to do that, then yeah, call yourself out when you've made a mistake. Next episode, they'll have like the demon be like a carnival runner, and it'll be the showrunner of the carnival that they kill. Oh. Okay, so this episode, spellcaster. We open up with uh, we open up with this woman. You know what? 
I really feel sorry for the security guard and the curator of the museum because they're just unpacking boxes, which is already a pretty <laughs> crappy job to have. They're hardworking citizens. And then this dude just freaking emo Raiden just walks in and is like, I'm going to boil, boil your blood. Sounds like a pretty terrible way to die. That's fun fact. That's actually what happens if you're in space. Your blood boils because the temperature of boiling gets lowered below the temperature of your blood. Fascinating. Yeah. Although but, I was I was curious as to why when this guy was clearly acting in an aggressive manner, why the security guard didn't shoot him or why they didn't run. They just kept standing in front of him and I'm like, I hope it's understood that they're like under his thrall or something because otherwise they were just like you're acting very aggressive. I'm going to stand here and wait for my blood to boil. Yeah, instead of instead of shooting the guy, I mean, the guy was, like, whispering Latin and things like yeah. that. I bet it was, like, whatever the V for Vendetta monologue for Vs <laughs> was in Latin, he probably was, he was probably saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a, it was an interesting scene. It was, uh, why do you have to kill him? They were just doing their jobs. You could have just, like, Taking the gun away with your magic. It's like that escalated quickly. You know, you could have, you knocked him out. You could have, you know, I mean, hell, you could have just shot him with magic and maybe made us wonder if they were dead or if they were recovered. <laughs> no, we're gonna boil their blood. Let's boil their blood. Sounds like a, sounds like a solid. I'm gonna, slut, sl- I'm gonna slit my wrist open and, uh, just kill you with my magic. I'm going to use my empathy powers. My extreme <laughs> feel what power. I feel. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so moving on, they find out that this was the the grand grimoire of mm-hmm. uh, this this evil spell book that has all of the darkest magic. And the ironic part is that it wasn't written by a dark um, spellcaster. It was written by a researcher who was only doing the dark magic because he wanted to know more about it. So literally, the guy who wrote the book on dark magic is a good men- is a good spellcaster. <laughs> I mean, that's it, that's the an interesting take on it because you see that a lot in like science today. Um, like people come up with inventions and then you sort of lose control of what they can become. Like you look mm-hmm. at nuclear power. So true. That there was a lot of good as like a hope for nuclear power, mm-hmm. and then it became the worst thing ever. Right. <laughs> Um, and, and that's basically what this is. Like this guy, like did all this research into like dark magic. Is like, oh, we should know how this works just in case. Oops! By figuring it out, now people know how to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. So moving on, we have um, the book is in this guy's hands. So they find out about this, and they're like, okay, well, let's figure out what the heck's going on. Is this a picture of the book? I happen to know a lot of knowledge about this particular book. <laughs> Just saying. And he explains it, but he still doesn't know what it is. So they, they decide to call, consult their resident useful person. Oh, so I mean Katrina. Sorry, you guys wouldn't know her as that. <laughs> I do. I, I also am, like, and I know this is being extremely nitpicky, but it's... It seems unfair that they balance things where, like, she she does that shock later on in the episode where she, like, throws the light at him and everything. But they balance it then with her doing stupid flower tricks. And I'm like, just because she's a girl witch doesn't mean that she has to be relegated to be, like, freezing flowers and blooming flowers. She should be putting car engines together and <laughs> making a Chevy truck for the Super well, Bowl commercial. I mean, they could have her doing cooler things or more powerful things to show her powers that are not so blatantly sexist. Well, so 
But flower I, power. She makes the flower, takes it apart, and puts it back together. And then she talks about. Then she puts a potato through a tree. Okay, she, she put a potato through that. a tree. She did do that. And she could have just started with that. I would argue that. Yes, the, you could say the flower is like a. They're leaning on it because it's a feminine thing, but it's also an earth thing. Yeah. And they did a lot in this episode about how connect how her power comes from the earth. Yeah, and Techno Griffin in the chat has a good point. Her powers came from nature, like what you they just could said. Use water. Or more potatoes. Well, he was already water bending. She was an earth bender. Okay, you know. <laughs> Look, the flower was the most cost effective CGI object to do. <laughs> they used a lot of money on that flower too. <laughs> it looked really bright and really, really wintry. Really flowery. Really you know, flowery. somebody would put that in their hair. <laughs> she was just trying to look nice for Ichabod, guys. God, get it together. Okay, so. She tells them, uh, she immediately recognizes the guy. They use some kind of pixelated thing to figure out what he looks like, and bam! I call BS. I know, I, right? What I'm, are you talking about? Uh, I'm so, I, like, that is just, like, one of my pet peeves on television, is, like, you, that's not a thing. I don't care what <laughs> algorithms you come up with, what excuses you have. If the image doesn't have the information on it when it's taken, there's no use. You would have to use actual magic to make it show you any more information. How do you know that the people at Quantico don't have actual magic? You don't. And you can't say they don't because you don't know. Darla <laughs> raises a great point when we said that she uses earth magic. She says, yep, and Mary tripped over a root. Just say. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I like the throwback. Well done. <laughs> Sleeping to nap? No, I'm just Red kidding. Rob. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. And um, so, speaking of the human potato can, I got to talk about iTunes real quick, guys. So, iTunes is where you guys need to go to download all of your favorite podcasts here at AfterBuzz TV. We're doing over 99 shows a week here in our studios. We're, we Yesterday, we produced 24 hours of content. And today, we're producing 25 hours of content between 3 p.m. and midnight. So if if that's not just like deserving of a five star rating on all of our podcasts, or at least just this one, I don't know what is. And plus, you guys, you guys are great because you guys like to go on iTunes. You guys like to hit the five star, and then you like to leave us comment telling us how amazing you are, or just shading Jackie, which is okay too. I guess. No shade on Jackie. Sunlight on Jackie. Sunlight on Jackie. Without sunlight, how will Jackie use her flower magic and take apart that and rebuild true. flowers? How will I use my very effeminate flower magic? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they give her powers, they make her stronger, but they still lose in the end. I don't know. I don't know if anyone will ever be happy with Katrina's character. I hope someday to be happy. I'm moving towards <laughs> that happiness. So speaking of this, I have some shout-outs for you guys. Um, some good and bad ones, but mostly good. I have a shout out to Court0624, who says, fantastic show. This week's episode was freaky, all that blood, ew. When I heard last week's show in my comment, I was so excited. I've been an AfterBuzz fan for three years and a Sleepy Hollow fan since the beginning. Keep up the great podcasting. Darn right. Great work by Mingo, Ming of and of TV. Ming of and of TV. I don't know. I might not always agree with what they say about Sleepy Hollow, but they're always enthusiastic about the show, and you can tell they're true fans of Sleepy Hollow. Thank you. Please stay focused, three stars out of five, by Dr. <laughs> Angel B. I listen every week for insightful discussion, one of my favorite shows, Sleepy Hollow. I was rotful during their Sleepington Abbey sex- segment. Unfortunately, it is very tough for this crew to stay on track. Too many puns. By the way, did you guys see Game of Thrones? They have the new 
Uh, season four. Sorry, I was, let's talk about Game of Thrones now. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was just joking. Anyway, too many puns that lead nowhere productive. Some of the cast members really need to run their comments through a filter before they speak. That's probably me. Uh, you're talking to. This is also live. I would like to point that out. Yes, there this could no be editing. a great podcast with a little work. Having said that, I continue to listen. <laughs> yeah, she don't. still listens, guys, and that's what matters. Yes. Well, thank, thank you for you the for rating. Your... We'll work on it. If it's better, give us five stars. You owe us. All right, and then I have been agreeing a lot with you guys by Noblest Romana. I follow the AfterBuzz podcast for Dominion and The Strain and have only recently started watching Sleepy Hollow Ones. I have to say, I this love... This is the same cast as The Strain, minus... Matt. Matt Lieberman. Wait, Matt's coming back. He'll be like Henry. He'll come back. <laughs> the show just has to get good He'll to come, come back. back I think it's good. Infomercials. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spruce through these. Uh, I have to say, I love your panel level because you talk about the good and behind the scenes stuff, but you're not afraid to point out what's bad or not working. Thank you. Keep it up. I also found the latest episode a huge improvement in the right direction. Great. A breath of fresh air from Snugglebug. Aww, I've been so frustrated name. by Sleepy Hollow Season 2, I thought I was going to lose my mind until I found this podcast. Thank you, Jackie, for not being afraid to tell the truth about the state of the show. Mm. I don't right. know why I just did. And I think we gave a shout-out to <laughs> Destiny Moore in the last time, Scandalously Funny. Uh, thank you. I'm. we got to get through this iTunes read, because I got. I got. we got show to talk about. We got show. we got to talk about shows. All right, guys. So. Henry is alive. He's alive. And chilling at a motel. Yes. Not exactly as epic as I wanted it to be, but okay, I'm <laughs> down with it. You know, he comes back, I see him chilling at the old folks' home, kicking it old school, smoking his own homegrown, you know, he's the man, I'm down with Henry, I'm just so glad that they kept John Noble as an actor on the show, because he's so amazing. And yeah. per- like, You know what, though, even in this little scene where he has to go through, like, several motions of, like... Oh, I'm trying to get my mojo back, and, and oh, I'm like, I'm like sad about this mom and boy situation, and I'm like mad about the people across the street. He does such a good job with the little bit that he had. God knows oh, yeah. that a grumpy looking old man can play a grumping looking old man really well. Please, but like he, do, but but he brings a different energy to it than like than you would expect because like you could theoretically play the like grumpy old man yeah. angle on it where it's just like this like frumpy little dude who's gonna wander out and then he snaps people's necks but he plays it with this intensity mm-hmm. that just like feels dangerous yeah. you know I would like to wallow in my own sadness for a that, while that, that like I don't pain impression before I wallow in my own sadness <laughs> oh my God. I must tell you there are wolves and there are sheep <laughs> I am a wolf and then he kills three dudes um, we also get introduced to these two characters, the mom and the son, which it's interesting because it's the mother-son dynamic that he never had and that kind of thing. And then it's interesting how and the son wonder, says, who needs a father anyway? I know. <laughs> we, wather, we wonder, though, if, or I wonder particularly, if they're foreshadowing because we have Katrina in the last episode worried about where is Henry or... And, where's yeah. Henry basically and in this episode the relationship that he is really envious of is the one between the mom and the son and not particularly with his father at all but it's not really he's not really envious of that anymore for long he realizes that as nice as that is it's not his greater passion because he was born for something greater and destiny will be in his own hands and we learn that he's no longer the uh, a horseman. Well, I don't know that he's not 
a horseman. I was actually going to ask your opinion yeah. on this. Because, like, he says, I am not the horseman of war. But I think... Well, I guess here's the question. Is, is that title, like, a power... Is there a power attached to the title? Because I think his powers that whatever he got by becoming the horseman of war he still maintains he probably still controls that armor he probably he clearly still has some abilities yeah so it is it that it's like i am no longer the horseman of war i am king of war um sort of like he's now stepping above and he's like i have three my three lower horsemen who like back me up but i am the head one now john nobleman evolved into john henry parish nobleman no. <laughs> I used the moonstone on him. All right, so... I, I, I just thought that maybe Rayhead. Irving... And that means that Irving is the horseman of war. I, You know, I was waiting for him to say yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, say it. Say, say it. it. I mean, because here's the thing. Sleepy Hollow is a little gu- guilty of uh, the whole not being a part of the show don't tell or show don't tell situation where you're, you're expected on tele... Or you should, to make good television, you should show more than you should do, like, chunky narrative bits. Which is, they tend to sometimes do these chunky narrative bits that bog them down. But I'm like, okay, if you're going to set up this whole thing where we have this chunky exposition, you might as well explain your chunky exposition. Yeah, I mean, they're setting this thing up. My my thought, I, I like that Irving is now, like, clearly, like, with Henry. Like, it's not a question anymore. Like, just make... That's what I think the show has been shy of, is just, like, making a a strong decision for a character and just putting them all the way into this field. Because, like, we talked about what we are talking before about Katrina and, like, her being dark. And they've teased this for now, like, ten episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, she could go dark. She could go dark. Just make her go dark. Just do it all at once. Because the po- the story potential of that, you don't want to string along, especially when we don't have a guaranteed third season. Right. Where I, when I look at the first half of the second season, I really think that they were going towards ending the second season with Katrina being really dark and being the new big bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want that, though. I don't want her to be immediately dark in the new Big Bad. I don't think that would be satisfying. I think it's satisfying to see her struggle, and I think it's satisfying to see her actually be useful when she becomes dark. And I don't even think she's going to team up with Henry. I think the, the, the surprise will be that she'll be the one to stop Henry, and in doing so will drive herself into being the big dark bad. Well, that's what, what I'm saying. Is this struggle now is great. We could have been doing this seven episodes ago. Yeah, is that's what true. I mean. Like there was no like we started to hint at her being dark, and then we came back from it for some reason. We now were, we're going back seven again. episodes. We were worried about the darkness of her loins going for headless. I mean, pretty much <laughs> like that. We were the the problem with the character was that we were more worried about who she wanted to do than like. What she her character's arc was as a whole. Yeah. Yes, All right. that's Let, a very good we, point. We've complained a lot about Katrina tonight. I'm actually but, complimenting. But I'm not. I'm not complaining. I really <laughs> like where they're taking her character. I think this is great. It shows that they really are listening to what the fans had to say about yes. the show. Yes. Uh, I, I had a thought though with the whole Henry Irving dynamic. Does uh, basically my thought on it now is. This would what what that last scene implies to me is that this is not really 
Irving as we knew him. No, that I would Irving, agree with that. like that Irving, there's no that there's Irving is no nowhere way. to be found. Yeah. He's when we when he died at the at the midway point, he died. He died. Like that was Irving dying. This is this Irving's is, soul, which is now a hundred percent under uh, Henry's power. This he is has like total control yeah. over him. So this is now basically just an extension of Henry. Because the Irving we know and love would not be doing these things. It's a hen stanction. I ship Irving. <laughs> the the only thing that would keep that from being like the full, fully the case, mm-hmm. I think, is the potential that whatever Henry's got planned, there's some other side to it that we haven't been introduced to. But we do know. I mean, it has been teased that there's going to be some sort of like finality to the ending of this season, whether it's a character dying or whether it's Oh, like I a didn't decision. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so I don't know There's spoilers online. Don't tell us. Don't tweet us, please. It's not it's and this isn't a spoiler. This was something I read in an interview. So it's like we don't I I don't know what that finality is, but there's supposed to be some sort yeah. of finality. But if you have but guys, just like to say more. If you did read somewhere some kind of spoiler, don't put it in the chat roll. Don't tweet it at us or any other fans. Yeah, somebody don't, in the chat roll is trying to, and I keep removing the comments. Don't, yeah, don't, don't put it in iTunes comments. Don't put it in the in the comments don't on YouTube. Don't ruin everyone else's enjoyment of the show. We want to enjoy it. By the way, look at this camera, guys. I'm looking you in the eye if you're watching this on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button right now. Do it. All right, now on with the show. I do want to talk about um, Abby and Frank because they did reach a new impasse in this episode where he kind of follows her uh, and talks with her, and he's just basically like, you know what? I wouldn't have trust me, trusted me either. You guys did the right thing. I forgive you, even though it's kind of weird to say I forgive you when he was in the wrong. But he says he forgives her, and she says, you know what, it's okay. And then, just like that, she invites him back into the case, into everything, into everything involving this book that can potentially hold the secret to every dark magic spell ever. You know, let's just involve this guy who betrayed us into it. So they do that. Um, Matt was probably excited because there was no Holly this episode. Um, but they do that, and then Irving, at the end, they do this elaborate plan to kill Emo Raiden, where they inject him with more of his spellcaster steroids, which was, uh, what was the plant called? It, it was, uh, Jimson Weed. Jimson Weed, which is... Magic steroids. Magic steroids. He wants to be The Rock, Emo Raiden. But The Rock doesn't use steroids. I'm not saying that. I, I love The Rock. Would it be... Sorry, that was a bad comparison. MGH? Okay, so they inject him with a bunch of it, which causes extreme hallucinations and fun, and then they electrocute him, which causes less fun. I did like that line where he was like, he was like, basically in saying that they don't have whatever technology they had. They didn't have it at the time. I know I'm not saying that well, and I can't find the quote. Shoshardis says Headless is going to show up with a boombox at the oh, cabin was, and play Katrina are- Love Song, classic 80s style. <laughs> Wait, what? I want to watch uh, that. Yes, I will I watch, watch Headless show. do say anything. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's purgatory prompts. That is right yes. That's how we ask it Katrina is. out. It Sorry, is. what were you saying, Jackie? Oh, I was saying um, the line that Ichabod has about making our own lightning and um, and how they didn't have that. Like they didn't have that technology at the time. And Ichabod's getting really into science here. Yes, we have modern day chemistry. And he's getting really into like trying to make the perfect comeback which is like at the end of this episode he had he had a good one basically and i can't remember it this is for my wife's grandmother 
my I, wife <laughs> and me. And this is my voice. I'm Ichabod Crane. Ha, 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 ha. I like that. I, I, I did enjoy picturing Ichabod sitting down and reading Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he makes a yes. Spidey Sense joke. Can like, you smell that Raiden's cooking? Get it? Uh, that was from the chat roll. Shout out. The, well, uh, but the Spider-Man Spidey Sense calling roll. Katrina's Spidey Sense. Yeah, I know. I just like the joke was like, "Heh," it made me like light laugh. But like the thought of him sitting down with a Spider-Man comic book and reading it, you gotta love the classic, yeah. Zach. Yeah. Zach, you probably like that because you love Spider-Man and you love DC Comics. Dude, you don't. And I know I just messed with you. I just I just tweaked your nerd organ. I mean, I'm just it's Marvel. It, I'm yeah. letting it go. Um, I was just like, uh, yes, I read a lot of Spider-Man comics, so I appreciate it that the people on my TV do the same things that I do. Shoshara <laughs> uh, says, "Have y'all noticed that Ichabod only really hunks, hulks out when Katrina's honor is at risk?" And that makes me want a scene where Ichabod pulls a glove off and slaps somebody across the face and demands a duel. Yes, a la Robin Hood Men and Tigers. I think that would be great. Um, I do want to mention really quick that Abby and Ichabod went some little bit of house hunting. Yes. <laughs> and they had a little banana. Cute. I like how that she pointed out that he still has no money to buy anything. Yeah, with. well, I, that, I was thinking that like while they're in there, like I don't even think you have a real Social Security number yet. <laughs> or like, a source of income. Yeah, like there's a lot of problems like getting a, a house like maybe you should start rent maybe rent first i was i was telling uh my friend who watches this show um i was telling her that i would like to see ichabod get a job as like a professor maybe a history professor and i think he'd be see. great at kinkos <laughs> why would he be great at kinkos i don't know why but i can imagine him working at kinkos <laughs> sure that's funny. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I want to see him as a history professor. I mean, it'd be Indiana he, Jones, yeah, it'd be, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It'd be the librarians. It'd be Indiana Jones. It'd be all that stuff. But like National got, Treasure with Nicolas Cage. Oh God! They would be an interesting way to go in season three. Let's say it's yeah. to put him into maybe not that job because it steps on Indiana right. Jones territory, but to do. Any kind of job, like to have How him is in. How are going to figure out the stuff at Kinko's? <laughs> Techno Griffin, damn illegals, take an American job. Really? It's Ichab- what? Oh, he is a, a an original. Frankie Roche is, ha- is, uh, is shipping Ichabod in a job with Ica Job. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ica Job. Hat- uh, us, hashtag this Ica is job. why you guys need to watch a lot. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so. But Alex, but he's not going to be able to figure out the technology at Kinko's. And that's where the fun will be. That's what I'm saying. This would be a good thing to have in season three. For You could even do it for the whole season. Like, give him a job. Like, a real job. Not a cop. And we can but, open... like, something that he has to, like, slip out of to go, like, be a witness occasionally. Yes. <laughs> Alright, guys. Here's the pitch. Alright? You have season three. It's the first episode. Okay, give me one sec. I gotta load something up on my computer. So it works. It's the first episode of season oh, three. No. It opens up, and you see Ichabod behind a desk, and you start hearing this. <laughs> and then you, you see every character, Katrina's Pam behind the desk, you see Ichabod, and you know Henry Parrish or, is going to be Dwight, and his, his spell book is, is in Jello. Somebody make it, please. Anyway, <laughs> so we do have to talk about this last... Uh, Headless is Michael. <laughs> 
That's what she said. <laughs> oh, oh my god. And evil Except Raiden. You can't hear him because he's got no head. Let's just let that one sit. <laughs> he wouldn't be the head of the office. No. Okay, anyway, so. Okay, Punjar. Punjar, I Punjar. I, yeah, who, who even. I think we're at 39. Anyway, dollars. so. The final. There's like two final scenes of the episode. There's the one with I'm a wolf and you're sheep and he kills three people and. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy, even though we just killed three people. We're all like, yeah, you kill those guys. They're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently we like violence because we're Americans. That is not why we like it. We like it because he felt a certain kinship with the woman and her son, and he wanted to protect them. And, and that mean, was his way of protecting them. While that, while we, I don't want to condone that level of violence, but... I mean, that's the thing. is We enjoy watching him kill, pe- kill these people, but... Ultimately, we don't know what they did other than yell yes. at a kid for coming into their room while they're in there. His for being general dicks. His reaction was a little bit much, let's say. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yes. I mean, he did break their necks, but it's not exactly like he boiled their freaking blood. I mean, God. I mean, he still killed them. <laughs> this is true. And he did it He did it in such a forceful and decision-making sort of way. Hungry like the wolf, they say. Um, so yeah, lots of neck-breaking action. Irving takes the Grand Grimoire off the body he, uh, of I beaten mean, up Ema yeah, Raiden. he hides it. Ema Raiden was beaten up, he hides it, and then, and then cracks his Ema neck, Raiden. and Ema Raiden turns to dust, and then he says that the Grimoire must have been on Ema Raiden. Well, he killed him. I mean... Along he- with the My Chemical Romance CD, The Black Parade. And several Fallout Boy albums and I mean, signatures. The, the real question is, what do you guys think Henry wants with the book? Is it the time travel aspect? I, I don't. I think be, there's so much in there. Yeah. I think I, this is their new Moloch because Moloch was giving Henry all the like aspects and telling him the plans to use. I think Henry now has his archive. I would love to see him though pursue the time travel thing. I think that would be a crazy, interesting extra element to the show. Especially with his history with Ichabod. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys, what if season three is reverse and we send Ichabod and Abby back into the 1700s? That would be amazing! That would be amazing. So Abby's the one like, I don't, what is a chamber pot? Like, I don't know what that is. I I just love this idea, and I love the idea that they they introduce time travel. Abby, Abby, we changed the future. We've got to go back. We've got to go back. We have to get the horse gone child. It's eighty eight miles away. <laughs> that would be amazing. Somebody somebody tweet a picture of them as as the Back to the Future people, please. <laughs> I should Photoshop that later. Um, and then uh, what was I? We were getting into one thing. I do want to quickly go over who Emo Raiden is because they do give the storyline. The storyline was interesting, and we have the time. We have about nine minutes left. So Emo Raiden, we find out is was from Salem, mm-hmm. and we mentioned that we love how they brought Salem into this, but we didn't mention like exactly yes, his how name it is worked. actually Solomon Kent. But Solomon we shall Kent. Call him Emo hashtag Emo Raiden and hashtag ABTV Sleepy Hollow. Um, I'm going to check that hashtag right now to give people shoutouts. But we learned that he was actually just somebody who was infatuated with somebody in the in, in the Salem. Colony, yeah. She cuts mm-hmm. her hand. He heals her hand. She's not freaked out at all, which I was like, okay, so this must be before the witches were being hunted down because otherwise she would have been like, what? <laughs> and then he approaches her to give her something better to work with. <laughs> 
and she he ends up stabbing her. Which I'm not sure how because when they explained it later, they were like, "This is an accident." How did that accidental stabbing happen? I don't understand how that was an accident. The there only was no way in the M. Night Shyamalan stopped by. Shyamalan was like, "Yo, the only what a twist. the only way I could think it would happen is if like he's trying to hold her like." Just close to be to like calm her down. Mm-hmm. Not that that's really going to help, but like that's what he's trying to do. And she's got she's holding the knife dumbly and like towards her <laughs> dumbly. But she but like she's she holding she's hand. holding the knife in a way that is pointing at her. And when she when she tries to get away, she pushes herself towards him to push back. And in the process, the knife hits his body. And goes back into hers. It kind of reminds me of the last episode face, of The Walking Dead. His face was cut as well, so I was totally confused. If you've been watching yeah. The Walking Dead, then this reminds you of The Walking Dead. And now we're going to have to have... Anyway, I'm not going to go into it. Okay. So then he decides that he covers it up by pouring his blood on her face and making her look really ugly <laughs> like a demon. says, there are witches among us! Thus starting the witch trials, which he knows who all the witches are, so he just has them hung. Because Katrina, her grandmother was pretty useless too. Her grand, they <laughs> used the same actress to play her, and I was like, instead of stopping him, Mark she Goffman, just says, "Hey, I'm going to stop you," and then doesn't do anything before he decides to have her hung. Mark Goffman has a happy heart, happy disposition for this actress. He's very. I like Katia Winters though. I, well, here's the thing. It's like no other actor on the show has been playing their own ancestors except for her. So you must think that whoever created the show must just really like her as an actress enough that she's the only person so far to play her own ancestor. True that. Fair. Um, I, you know what? But the thing is, like, I, I, I can't say if she's like a great actress or a, a bad one. Like, she's done good things on the show but certainly but she hasn't been given that much to do, to do. yet yeah. so, to go back to a tweet I, she said yeah and I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen I, I don't think I've seen her in anything else like I'm sure she's done other things I just don't yeah, know I what don't they know are um, I mean whatever people that happens in a lot of TV shows you play your own I ancestor just, yeah, but identical I, twin, twin grandma the thing the thing that reads as weird to me is that they haven't done they didn't do that for Abby and Jenny's ancestor and they it just sounds dirty to play your own ancestor but that character did appear more than once like they went, did yeah. they go back to her a couple times, and so you don't want to do that too much. But I have a feeling like we're never gonna revisit that character, like of Katrina's. Plus, they at least changed her hair color, and they had her not wear makeup, <laughs> and it was like okay, it, it didn't bother me. At first, I was confused because I thought it was just Katrina, but they explained yeah. it, and I was like, whatever, it, it's fine. Yeah, we'll just go with it. I'm I'm down to just go with it. I mean, we've been just going with it for the past ten episodes, so this is the least of our worries. <laughs> this is the least of our worries. To be completely honest. Yes. <laughs> this is just something I'll go with. Yeah. And you know what? Power to her. They were giving her a new character that was a little bit different. Totally down. Okay, so then he decides, hey, I'm just going to kill all the witches, then I'm going to run away, and then I'm going to get locked in purgatory by all the other witches. And then, apparently, Purgatory has no effect on my magic powers, because I'm a man, and I have a wiener, so I get to come out of Purgatory strong as an ox and just make people's blood boil, who don't deserve it. Blue-collar workers, I'm just going to kill them. It's not because he's a man, it's because he embraced the dark side. Well, I'm hoping that that's what I read that's from his, it. That's his male privilege. <laughs> oh, Moving forward. I, 
I read it as she, the reason she was saying now that she wasn't that strong was because she did not want to be that strong because of her dark side. Yeah, well, because I'm I hoping mean, that's it, and not just embrace the I have dark a pain side. And I am stronger. It's basically Star Wars. It's like the the dark side of magic has the more destructive, powerful elements because it requires to get something that powerful requires some kind of evil sacrifice. Like, probably you have to kill... You have to, she takes life at the end of this episode when she destroys the flowers. She mm-hmm. effectively kills a part of the earth and that she's able to do something powerful with it as opposed to getting power from the earth, which allows That's her to do a good very point. good things, but not horrible and big things. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, of her actually destroying the earth as opposed to putting it back in its place. So it's like the balance is like off in her. And, you know... I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Like that, I mean, honestly, I'm totally down to see her character go in a new direction. I am. And I'm totally yeah. down to see her character not be having to be saved by Ichabod. I want her to completely betray Ichabod. I want her to end up killing somebody really close to them because of her dark magic and not knowing how to control it. I don't need speaking, her... Speaking oh, of their yeah. relationship, sorry. How weird is it, though, that... It was the warlock character goes in to kiss the the woman he's in love with, and you're like, oh, that's like a very forward step for those times, considering we've established that like Ichabod and Katrina don't do a lot of like displays of affection because it would be weird for those times. So I'm like, she must have thought this was insanely forward. They obviously haven't been to like a high school dance or the purgatory prom because people be grinding there <laughs> in public. Guys, I think uh, we've sufficiently covered this episode. Yeah. Hit yeah. thumbs I up. Good. I feel good. I'm good. I feel good. Let's go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Clearly my coffee says, so that begs the question, was it Purgatory that changed her? Was it in her all along? Sax Jr. says she was weak from coming from Purgatory. And clearly, my coffee says, or did Suggestion Guy do the trick? Nima Raiden. I think the power, she had the ability to go d- dig into that power all along, but she didn't want to because she's a good person. Like, it ultimately, she wants to do good. She wants to, she, her whole thing here has been trying to save the world, prevent yeah. hell from rising. So, and that's the thing is, I don't think that when, this is what I was saying before, and I can, I'll call this a prediction, I don't think that she is going to, when she does go dark, Kill intentionally kill anyone connected to Ichabod or go out of her way to do anyone harm, but in attempting to do the right thing to save the world, she will embrace the darkness and that will wind up taking somebody's life. It'll kill, I, I don't know who, but some, probably somebody, if not multiple somebodies. I think what's going to be, I mean, I think that maybe she kills Henry in front of Ichabod. Because Ichabod mm-hmm. always still has hope for his son and that kind of things like that. If she killed Henry in front of Ichabod, who are you, woman? I feel like Ichabod doubts more than her, though. Or, another interesting thing is if Henry plays her and has her kill, quote-unquote, kill Irving. That would be interesting. Because so- if he's back on their side... She finds out that he's a bad guy. They don't know, and she kills him using dark magic. He's not really going to be dead, but that will, in their eyes, she will have succumbed to the dark demon inside her that is no longer inside her anymore because she already gave birth to that terrible (laughs) storyline. 
Or she maybe gave birth to that terrible story. <laughs> or maybe, and this is a crazy like multiple pieces would have to come together to make it work. What if like by the end of this, this season we have some crazy epic battle forming where it's like Henry and Irving and like they ha- and, like headless shows back up and like he's gonna he, he's like basically on side with like the witnesses at this point. So Katrina ends up giving like tons of crazy dark side powers to headless. And then he kills Henry and Irving, only to now become our bigger bad once again. What? And then what Katrina are the four- and Headless go to Purgatory Prom together. <gasps> and she puts the corsage on her head. And then it turns to ice and explodes. Um, yeah, we're wrapping up right now, guys. But who? Are, what are the four horsemen? There's war, pestilence, famine. Death. death. And death. I think Katrina's a horseman. Breaking gender stereotypes everywhere for all time. Killing the Bible gender stereotypes. I guess she could be famine. She is very thin. I'd say <laughs> Katrina. That's she my prediction. They're making Katrina a horseman. That is my prediction. Guys, thank you for tuning in. This has I been. I want to see Jenny in the next episode. Back from trying to find the orb of Thessalon. We'll be seeing Jenny pretty soon in person, true in studio. Story. That's true. Stay tuned. Guys, thank you for tuning in. This has been the after show and review for season two, episode 15, entitled Spellcaster, starring Emo Raiden. And you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, uh, uh, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, and check me out in the new Jack and Box commercial because people in the chat yes! were saying that I should shout that out. But yeah, That's but right. you you better believe it. Okay, where can we find uh, you, Jackie? At one two three Jackie underscore B on Twitter at one two three Jackie B all one word on Instagram. And you guys can find me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Whole bunch of shows here at Afterwards. Agent Carter later tonight. Helix coming up with this guy over here, Stephen Lemieux and Matt Lieberman. And Better Call Saul, two-night premiere this Sunday and Monday. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Hit that thumbs-up button and subscribe to YouTube.com. Show us AfterBuzz TV. We will see you next week for Season 2, Episode 16, Review and After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.